Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in Johannesburg, South Africa, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we're asking who are the top three Africans in the English Premier League this season, with Algeria's Riyad Mahrez having won the PFA Player of the Year award, which other Africans rank highly this season. We get Solomon and Stuart's views, and also hear from fans of Crystal Palace and Watford, who give their assessment of how Yannick Balassi of DR Congo and Nigeria's Odion Igalo have fared. Yeah, it's been tough for Balassi. Um, he was injured for quite a while, and he's just come back now, um, and he's just starting to find his form again. He- Teams seem to have figured out the Dini Igalo partnership, and... Um, yeah, they're just marking about the games. Also, we have a roundup of the latest in the English Premier League. And, uh, Stuart, we simply have to start the show by congratulating Leicester City. Well, Steve, Leicester City have been waiting 100 years to be featured on this programme because it's 100 years that they have never won the Premier League title. An amazing achievement. You know, a city in the Midlands... People said it couldn't happen, that the league had to be won by one of the big money teams like Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal. But Leicester City, with a smaller budget, no absolute star players, have confounded everyone. And don't forget that just over a year ago, they were bottom of the league, certain to be relegated. They managed to get out of that. They appointed Claudio Ranieri, the Italian, as coach. And what a brilliant job he's done. And how well the players have played for each other. You know, I think perhaps in one of the future programs we may look at just what is it that's made Leicester successful. But for the moment, let's just celebrate their amazing achievement. I suppose the one sad thing you might say is that they won it by default. Because on Sunday, Manchester United drew with Leicester. Uh, Leicester needed to win to be certain to be champions. And then on the Monday night... Tottenham needed to beat Chelsea to keep in the race. And they went two up at half-time, and then they just lost it completely. Nine of their players getting yellow cards, and Chelsea came back to draw two all with Eden Hazard scoring an amazing equaliser. And suddenly, Tottenham could no longer catch Leicester, and Leicester were champions by default. And Steve, I just have to tell you one thing about the Manchester United-Leicester game. And that is that Manchester United, as you know, are known as the Reds. And Manchester United have a player called Rojo. And that just happens to be the Spanish for Red. On the other hand, Leicester City, known as the Foxes, have a player called Fuchs. And that is the German for Fox. How about that? Well, well. No, I certainly hadn't picked that up. Um, So, Leicester, the English Premier League champions for the first time. Can you believe it, Solomon? Well, Steve, that is really unbelievable. It is a case of, you know, when only a few people believe in you, when you believe in yourself and a lot of people don't believe in you, you just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. And at the end of the day, you really get a good result based on how much you believe in yourself and how much you give in uh, to your job. And that is the case of Leicester, Steve. And I think they are worthy winners. They only lost a few games during the season. They played some brilliant football, played together as a team, as a unit, which is very important. 
it's like us really as a family making sure that everybody plays his role that way the family is going to grow the family is going to be stable and healthy and that is the same thing uh, that happened to Leicester City FC Sure. Well, so what a season it's been uh, in England, because as well as Leicester winning the title, Algeria and Leicester's Riyad Mahrez scooped the PFA Player of the Year award. Um, So besides Mahrez, who are the other top Africans in the Premier League this season? That's our big question today. Um, Firstly, Stuart, two other Africans in that Leicester squad, that's Ghanaians Jeff Schlup and Daniel Amate. How do they rate well, Jeffrey Schluck has had an excellent season. I mean, he's been involved in 22 games and he's got one goal. I think people might not have expected him to hold his place in the team, but he's been a very valuable squad member. And, you know, 22 of the 36 games they've played so far, so very much part of it. Daniel Amarty, much more on the fringes, but then he's only 21, finding his way, having come from the Danish League. He's only had one start, but he's come off the bench four times. And there is actually another African player, Johan Benelove from Tunisia, but he's actually currently out on loan in Fiorentina and has not featured this season. Um, Now, one, of course, of the big questions is what will Leicester City do next season? Will they bring in some new players? Will they keep the squad they've got? Does that mean some of the players they've got are vulnerable? Equally, you have the question of somebody like Riyad Mahrez, who could probably sign for any club in Europe he wants to. Will he choose to stay at Leicester or will he look for a big money contract elsewhere? The answers to those questions will emerge over the the next couple of months. So three Africans at Leicester. No doubt Riyad Mahrez ranks as one of the very best African players in England this season. Who are the players you'd say really stood out, Africans playing in England this season, Stuart? Well, you'd have to say Riyad Mahrez, but because we talked about him last week, I've left him out of my reckoning. The three that I would say I've noticed is Odion Agallo, because he scored 14 goals in his first season in the Premier League. You know, he did well in the Championship last year, and some of us, me included, asked the question as to whether he would make the transition into the Premier League, and he's done it well. I mean, 14 goals is a great response. Sadio Mane, for the second year running the Senegal player at Southampton, has scored 10 goals, and that's quite a magnificent achievement. And, of course, at the end of last season, he had this ridiculous hat-trick, three goals in three minutes, and he got another hat-trick. We're just about to talk about that uh, at the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, to score 10 goals, two seasons running, is a great achievement. And somebody who might just do it is Andre Ayew, who's currently on nine goals with two games to go the Ghanaian player who's adjusted well to life at Swansea. And talking about Swansea, hasn't it been great to see Mudo Barrow, the Gambian, who started the season surplus to requirements out on loan at Blackburn, being recalled and being involved in 20 games, either starting or off the bench and getting his first goal for Swansea. And I suspect that this time next year we may be talking about Mudo Barrow as somebody who's making more of an impression in the Premiership. Yeah, it looks as though there's a great future ahead for uh, Modu Barrow, the Gambian. Uh, now, earlier this season, we spoke to fans at a match between Crystal Palace and Watford. They were giving their views on Yannick Bolassi of DR Congo, who plays for Palace, and Nigeria and Watford's Odion Igalo. Now, the two teams met in an FA Cup semi-final recently, and Planet Sport Football Africa's Tom Ellis went along and he spoke to fans. <laughs> 
We're here on Wembley Way for the FA Cup semi-final between Crystal Palace and Watford. And I'm here with some fans from both sets of sides and a neutral as well. Earlier in the season, we did a little feature on Planet Sport Football Africa, speaking to fans about the performances so far this season of Yannick Balassi for Crystal Palace and Odin Nagalo for Watford. And we're joined again by a few of those fans and a neutral who are going to the FA Cup game today. And we're going to speak to them about how the second half of the season has gone for those players. So first to Andrew, Crystal Palace fan. Andrew, how are you feeling about today first? Uh, very nervous, actually. Um, we haven't won many games in 2016. We won our first game uh, in the league against Norwich last week. FA Cup's gone well, obviously. We're in the semi-final. Um, but I'm incredibly nervous, incredibly nervous. So lots of nerves flying around. I'm going to speak to another Andrew now, but this is Andrew, who's a Watford fan. Andrew, how are you feeling ahead of the game? Pretty nervous as well. We haven't been on great form either, but yeah, we've been good in the cup, so hopefully we can carry that on and beat Palace today. And we've got a neutral here. Alex, as a neutral, it's maybe not the biggest FA Cup semi-final lineup between two sides who have kind of done all right, they've consolidated, they're going to stay in the league, we think. But um, how, how are you feeling ahead of the game? Oh, excited to be here, Tom. You know, it's, it's the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. It's the sort of stuff we, we, we love as football fans. You're going to get a team at Wembley in the final who a few years ago weren't even in the Premier League playing against Man United. So there's potentially cup magic on, in store today. So both sides, Watford and Crystal Palace, started the season well. Uh, but second half of the season, they've both seen sort of dips in form. Uh, we're going to speak now about these two African players, Yannick Balassi and Adrian Nogalo. Balassi first, Andrew. What's the second half of the season been like for him and how have Palace fans reacted towards his performances? Yeah, it's been tough for Balassi. Um, he was injured for quite a while and he's just come back now um, and he's just starting to find his form again. He came back, um, it took him a while to get fit, match fit. Um, he got his goal against Arsenal uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week, um, which was a fantastic goal and hopefully that will give him a massive confidence boost because um, he was lacking in confidence for quite a while. Um, but he's looking like he could get back to his best um, and I'm hoping that he will uh, could be a game changer today. He's so important for us. I mean, he plays well, Palace play well. And Igalo, we were talking earlier in the season about Igalo having the best form of any striker in England. Second half of the season, not scored as many goals, uh, but what have his performances been like? He's not been great, to be honest. I think he's, just, I think he's been double-marked every single game. Um, Teams seem to have figured out the Dini Carlo partnership, and um, yeah, they're just marking him out the game. So it's difficult to say, really. His passing's not been great. So yeah, he's, he's not he's not been great, to be honest. And from a neutral perspective, uh, which player would you most like to see performing well? Which player would you most like to have in your team? But also, what are your perspectives from a sort of outside point of view? Well, it's been interesting for both players, really, Tom, seeing their progress through the season, because actually their team's fortunes have mirrored their own performances in many ways. Egalo starting well, Balassi also starting well. You know, we, we look back to sort of January time when we were talking him being a £30 million target for Manchester United. Interesting to see how it will go today. Who would I rather have in my team? I think just for that sort of live wire factor that Balassi gives, you never know what's coming for him. If Crystal Palace keep chucking him the ball today, then he could be the difference between the two teams. I think he, he, he maybe does hold the key for them today. OK, so that's the view of the Crystal Palace and the Watford fans. Uh, just before we go, we're going to find out score predictions. So, Andrew from Crystal Palace, what's your score prediction for today? 
Um, I think it's be very tight. I've got a feeling it's going to go to extra time. And um, I think if it goes to penalties, hopefully we'll, we'll just edge it. But it's going to be tight, very tight. And now to Andrew of Watford. Uh, Andrew, what's the score going to be today? Watford on penalties, I reckon. Gomez the hero. Gomez the hero. So there you have it. That's the views. Uh, we'll reconvene after the match. But first, we must, of course, go to our neutral fan, Alex. Uh, I think Palace have the majority of the chances, Tom, but Watford with a late winner. Well, it did end up being a tight game, and like the 2013 Championship playoff final, it was Crystal Palace once again who had the edge. Palace took an early lead in the sixth minute, and it was that man that we talked about earlier, Yannick Balassi, who headed in from point-blank range to put the Eagles ahead. Watford lost their midfielder Etienne Capou early on and failed to get going in the first half but did get an equaliser through captain Troy Deeney not long into the second half. This gave the Hornets a much needed lift but it wasn't long before Connor Wickham headed home to put Palace back into the lead and ultimately into the final. In terms of performances of Igalo and Balassi, it was Palace's Congolese forward who got the better of the two, scoring a vital goal and causing plenty of problems for a stretched Watford defence. Igalo, on the other hand, was quiet throughout, failing to link up with Dini as we've seen them do so well so often this season and hitting a good chance well over late in the game. The Eagles deserved their victory, lining up a repeat of the 1990 FA Cup final when Palace and Man United drew 3-3 in a thrilling game before United eventually won 1-0 in the replay. Well, that feature from Planet Sport Football Africa's Tom Ellis at Wembley Stadium in London and Crystal Palace play Manchester United in the FA Cup final on the 21st of May. And so, Stuart, as was pointed out there, Igalo didn't really shine in the second half of the season. Indeed, if you were perhaps to have uh, made a decision at halfway through the season, you may have said that Igalo was the outstanding African. Yes, but I mean, I, I don't blame him for not being able to produce it every week. It, it's a big adjustment. You know, he moved up in standard of football to come to England. He did well in the championship. You know, he, he did well in the Premier League. And I think every young developing player goes through a period. And because he's a striker, you tend to judge him on whether he scores goals, which is which is, of course, fine. But, you know, sometimes he'll hit a shot and it hits the post. The goalkeeper makes an outstanding save. Another day the goalkeeper makes a mistake and he gets a goal he doesn't quite deserve. So I think he has contributed well and uh, it's been an excellent season for him. At the end of the day, if you'd said at the beginning of the season, would you take 14 goals, I think he'd have bitten your hand off. So I'm not one who criticised him for having a difficult period when the goals weren't coming. And what's your verdict on Yannick Balassi, Stuart? Yeah, well, it's not been an outstanding season for him, but because he scored that goal at Wembley to take Crystal Palace to the cup final, I think he'll be fondly remembered by the Palace fans for his contribution this year. You know, that goal may be enough. And, of course, um, as we said before, he's one of a bit of a growing tribe of Africans at Palace, and it'll be great to see how many of those feature in the FA Cup final. So your outstanding players that you've mentioned there, Stuart, Riyad Mahrez, uh, Algeria and Leicester, Andre Ayew, Ghana and Swansea. Um, also there, uh, Sadio Mane of Senegal and Southampton and Odeon Egalo of Nigeria and Watford. 
You're not tempted to put Yaya Toure of Manchester City and Ivory Coast on your shortlist? I think not this season. I mean, Yaya Toure is a wonderful player in a different class from the ones we mentioned, really. But it's not been his most successful season. And uh, he's had some injuries. Manchester City have not achieved what they should have done. And he has just not been the driving force this season that he usually is. So not a memorable season for Yaya Toure. Uh, Thanks, Stuart. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can have your say on Facebook and WhatsApp. Tell us who you think are the top three Africans in the English Premier League this season. Our WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, let's get the views now of Solomon Shams in South Africa. Which Africans have really impressed you this season, Solomon? Steve, my two top African players of the season in the English Premier League are definitely uh, Andre Ayew and uh, Meres from Algeria. You know, Andre Ayew, you know, he came in from Olympique Marseille, uh, you know, at the start of the season. And he's done so well, scoring uh, 10 goals and and creating so many other goals. And I I thought maybe, you know, he should have actually performed better. uh, But he got a bit of injury and scored some crucial goals for Swansea FC. And they didn't perform as well as they did last season. But he was a very instrumental part of the attack and also his defensive ability and the ability to create goals and score many crucial goals. Uh, You know, he he has definitely been one of the standout performers of uh, uh, African players in the English Premier League. And I I, I wouldn't be surprised if another top team like Liverpool FC, which is really his his own team from uh, when he was a child, you know, snapped him. But he he definitely came in. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult for a new player to come in and begin to do well and also begin to uh, climatize and adapt to the way the English Premier League football as a tempo is. But he came in from France and, and he adapted and, and did so well. So he's definitely one of my key, uh, you know, African players of the season, you know, within the English Premier League. And I feel my number one is definitely going to be uh, Riyad uh, Maris. Uh, he's done so well, scoring close to 20 goals, uh, great assist. And he's a player that really looks exciting whenever he he is with the ball. And he represented Africa the way that he should. Together with Jamie Verdi, they created a great attack, you know. And he's also a complete player for me because he uh, takes care of his defensive uh, responsibilities. You know, he loses the ball, he backtracks and makes sure there's some sort of defense. Uh, created you know so he played his role and he's also a humble player you know you don't get to hear so much about him and for someone who is only spending his second season in the English Premier League to be able to win the English Premier League player of the year you know uh, that is a huge achievement and definitely a player to look out for in the future and he will keep representing Africa uh, keep representing Algeria and keep representing uh, Leicester City FC as they go into the uh, Champions League uh, next season. Well, I'm sure the debate will go on and on on that one. And we've got some listener views on the best African players in the Premier League coming up shortly. Thanks a lot, Solomon. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And have you downloaded our new app? 
If you miss the show, you can listen any time on our app. To download it, go to the Play Store or to the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Then, once you've got the app, you can listen to the show there. In fact, there are over 130 episodes of the program there on the app, all available on demand. So, to download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store, enter Planet Sport Football Africa, download it, and listen to the show any time. Note that you will. Incur airtime charges if you're not connected to a wireless network when you are listening. You can also listen to the show on our website. That's planetsportfootballafrica.com. Also, you can see our pictures there in case you're wondering what we all look like. That's planetsportfootballafrica.com. You can follow us on Twitter at planetsportfa. You can keep in touch with news about the show and African football news at planetsportfa is our Twitter handle. And now we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. So last week we asked for your nominations for the top three Africans this year in the English Premier League, and again we've had a terrific response. Virtually everyone listed the Algerian Riyad Mahrez in their top three, but there were a lot of suggestions for other players to fill out those top three slots. Olatunde Adeleka in the Gambia says, "My top three are Riyad Mahrez for his 17 goals and 11 assists as a midfielder, followed by Nigeria's Watford striker Odion Igalu with 15 goals and five assists, and Southampton's Senegalese midfielder Sadio Mane with 10 goals and six assists. These three so far have performed extraordinarily well for their clubs." Fode Ngi in the Gambia also selects Riyad Mahrez and Sadio Mane. He says my third choice is Swansea's Andre Ayew. He's a very energetic and committed player, and with due respect, I was astonished to see him move to the Swans, considering the talent that he's got. I slot him in third place because of the swift way he's gelled in the English Premier League. Jesse Rando in Sierra Leone also includes Mares and Egalo. He says my third choice is Sheku Kuyate of West Ham. He's been outstanding in their midfield this season. Hamat Jobe in the Gambia picks Mares and Mane, and in third place, Man City's young striker Kelechi Ihenacho. This guy, he says, can become one of Africa's best strikers. At the age of 19, he was really marvelous, helping Man City to win certain games coming off the bench and scoring decisive goals. He's just a phenomenal player, says Hamat. Albert Kadzombe in Malawi says the best African footballer this season is Riyad Mahrez. Apart from him, Kalechi Ihenacho and Odion Igalo tried their best too. Musa Sise in the Gambia says I go with Mahrez, Mane, and Yannick Balassi. Mahrez had an outstanding season with Leicester. Mane's been good all season, and I'm going with Balassi of DR Congo because he was doing okay until he got injured. Palace then suffered a dip in form when he was out, but now that he's back, they've started getting results again. I think that says it all, says Musa. Donald in Cameroon says Mares is my top choice because of the driving force he was at Leicester. He was so good. I don't think there's any second or third choice I can mention. <laughs> well, altogether we had nominations for 14 different players. When we added up all the votes, this was the result. First place was Riyad Mares with 35% of the votes. Second was Sadio Mane with 16%. Third was Yaya Toure with 11% of the votes. Fourth, Odion Igalo and Sheku Kuyate was fifth. Sixth was Ihanacho, and in seventh, the Crystal Palace winger Yannick Balassi、uh, jointly with Swansea's on. Andre Ayew. 
Well, thanks so much for sending in those nominations. On to other topics, and Leicester City's remarkable Premier League title win has caught your imagination. Ugis Sis in the Gambia says, from near relegation to survival, from princes to kings, Leicester are the newly crowned kings of the English Premier League. Well done, Ranieri. Well done to the boys. What a big achievement for them, says Ugis. The whole world is caught by storm after that great surprise by the Foxes. Absolutely. Uh, Fode Silla in the Gambia agrees. He says congratulations to Leicester City. They surely receive a lot of solidarity from many Gambians. Leicester surely deserved the title. I know, and many people here in Zimbabwe also became fans of Leicester City uh, in recent months, Fode. Uh, Chano Jallo says congratulations and bravo to Leicester City for winning the English Premier League. Kudos to Claudio Ranieri, the coach, for a job well done. And in connection to a topic you discussed a few weeks ago back on the show, a monk from Thailand confessed he had done spiritual prayers on the Leicester team and the entire staff. This is another proof of magic or juju or whatever you may call it, says Cherno. Well, I'm not sure about that, Cherno, but I did see that story and, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thought. And finally, Julius Tendong from Cameroon got in touch on last week's topic. He says, for me, Didier Drogba is the best African that's ever played in the English Premier League. He won a lot of trophies for Chelsea. Uh, Riyad Mahrez is still very young to be compared to Drogba, but he still has time to prove that he is the best. So let's keep our fingers crossed and see what he will do next season. And Julius also says, guys, I want to congratulate you for the good work that you're doing. Well, thanks a lot, Julius. Glad to hear you're enjoying the show. Thanks for getting in touch first time on WhatsApp. And if you're a new listener to Planet Sport Football Africa, thanks for being with us and thanks for your support wherever you are around Africa or beyond. Well, thanks for all of those comments. Always great to hear from you. Uh, this week, then, uh, we're again asking who are the top three Africans in the English Premier League this season. So if you didn't get in touch last week, another chance. Send us your top three African players of this current English Premier League season. The WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. The Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, now let's focus on the latest events in the English Premier League. Uh, Stuart, last week we were congratulating Riyad Mahrez on winning the PFA Player of the Year award. Uh, the other one, the Football Writers Award, didn't go to Mahrez, but to teammate Jamie Vardy at Leicester. Yes, I mean, uh, this is an award voted for by 290 journalists who cover football. And, you know, perhaps Mahrez got the players vote because players admire his technical skills. Perhaps journalists are more impressed by the outcome and of course Vardy is the leading goal scorer by some distance for Leicester and in fact over a third of journalists voted for Vardy. Interestingly Maris apparently came second and Angola Kante was also in the running but actually seven Leicester players got votes. Danny Drinkwater, Casper Schmeichel, Wes Morgan, Danny Simpson and you know the fact that seven of their players got a vote shows how much Leicester's achievement is a team effort rather than the, the contribution of any one player. So I thought that was a tremendous tribute to Leicester City that seven of their players, at least one or two journalists, argued that that person was the outstanding player this season. Yeah, great team effort indeed. And some goal-scoring exploits from Africans last weekend in the English Premier League. Absolutely. I mean, Southampton beat 
Manchester City 4-2 with Sadio Mane of Senegal scoring three goals and on the other hand Kelechi Ikenato of Nigeria scoring two for Manchester City. The Ayu brothers were both on the score sheet, Andre getting two for Swansea as they beat Liverpool and Jordan scoring for Aston Villa but another defeat for Villa. And finally, Cheku Kuati, the Senegal player at West Ham, also on the score sheet as they beat West Bromwich Albion. So, Newcastle with their contingent of Africans are doing really well at the moment under their new coach, Rafa Benitez. Uh, do you think they are going to survive? Well, this weekend they're away to Aston Villa and that is a really winnable game. And if they win that, I think they'll give themselves a great chance Sunderland and Norwich have three games to play, uh, Newcastle just two, but that doesn't mean a great deal because you've got to win the games and the problem is that Sunderland and Norwich are not winning games at the moment and of course the situation is that two of those three will definitely be relegated. My feeling at the moment is that Norwich, who are actually a point behind Sunderland and two points behind Newcastle, seem the most likely to go down. They play Manchester United, Watford and Everton and it's difficult to see them picking up many points there. Well, thanks a lot, Stuart. And it's an all-Spanish UEFA Champions League final to look forward to after Real Madrid knocked out Manchester City. Yaya Toure substituted in that game and Atletico Madrid beating Bayern Munich in the other semi-final. Final takes place on the 28th of this month. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and WhatsApp, uh, tell us who do you think are the three best African players in the English Premier League this season? If you haven't told us already, send us your suggestions uh, to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and from Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.